Hey everyone, it's Jonathan Price here today with Pastor Rebecca Acker. Hey y'all! And what's today's episode going to be about? So today's episode is going to be about the best is yet to come. And I was riding in my car today and I was thinking about a time in my life where I had, I made the right decision, but it was right after making the wrong decision, if that makes sense. Um, and I was really upset. I remember I had made the decision to leave a job and it was the right decision to, to do, but, um, but it was, it came after I had made a mistake or I had almost made a big mistake. And um, I was in my car driving back home that day. And I remember like, I was just torn up. Like I just cried the whole way home. It was a really, really hard ride back. And, uh, and I was listening to the radio and um, God brought a song on the radio I'd never heard before by a group I'd never heard. It was a group called Seven Glory, and it's called The Best Is Yet To Come. And uh, I was riding in my car, and I'm going to see if I can sing a little bit of it for you. Uh, the way that it went was like, Do you feel the best is yet to come your way? It was like that, but it was a very, um, it was a very encouraging song. It was the exact right song that I needed to hear at that time in my life because at that point in my life I felt like I was lost I really felt like I just didn't I, I didn't know where my life was gonna go and it was I knew that the Lord was telling me when I heard that song that morning on the way back I knew he was telling me that it was gonna be okay and he's like look you know the best is yet to come I know that this was hard he's like but it's only great things that are gonna come your way after this moment and you know, I, if somebody had told me that from that moment, that today that I would be um, a pastor in a church and that I would be living purpose and, and, and things like that, I, I, you know, that it would have blown my mind. So um, I just want to encourage people about that and in that area of your life that, you know, the, the best is yet to come. I think sometimes that whenever we fall or we, have, or we make mistakes, the enemy wants us to stay there. He wants us to dwell in them. He wants us to... Uh, he wants us to stay in that place and think that you can't move forward from there. And God doesn't want us to dwell in those places. He wants us to learn from them and to repent from them, you know, change our direction. But he doesn't want us to dwell in that place. Um, and I, I think about, you know, the leaders in the Bible, you know, that made mistakes. Like, um, you know, Moses made mistakes in anger and things like that. You know, you have David with Bathsheba that we've talked about before. And you see... You see, you know, great leaders in the Bible that made mistakes, um, but I think what makes them great leaders is they, they didn't stay in that place, they didn't dwell in that place. Um, they, they kept going, they kept reading, they kept living. And, uh, and I know some people out there have probably been in situations or made mistakes before and you're like, I don't see how there's, there's any, any uh, moving forward from this. And, um, you know, you've got to take one day at a time. It says in Lamentations that God's mercies are new every morning. So every morning that you wake up, God has mercy for that day. And, and now it doesn't mean that we abuse that. It doesn't mean that we abuse His grace and that we, um, that we just do what we want to do, you know, and then go back and be like, oh, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. And then do what you want to do. And, oh, God, forgive me. That's not repentance. That's not what that is. Um, that's abusing the grace of God. Um, so we don't do that, but we, you know, you keep, you keep moving forward. You treat each day as a new day and as a new opportunity to do better. Um, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, there are some areas of my life that I've had to be honest with myself in about motivation. You know, there are some areas of my life that I haven't been as motivated in 
you know, as I used to be, and I've had to check myself on that. But I have to say, you know, well, then I can start, you know, I, I can do what I can do today, but I can start tomorrow noon. And I can say, you know what, I'm going to address this, or I'm going to do this, or, or you know, tomorrow's a different, a new day and a different day. So um, what do you think about that, Jonathan? About this statement, the best is yet to come? Mm-hmm. Um, I love it because um, I, the way I look at things, especially at least my perspective on everything is, um, you know, it, it could always be, any situation you're in could always be worse than what it is and everything and then it's like okay if it could all if it could be worse you know if it's the opposite of worse is the best so you know the best is still yet to come in any situation you're in and everything and uh it's just something that i think is a great way to look at it because it's not just saying ah everything's bad and things every you know nothing's going well when you're always thinking and knowing the best is yet to come because of what God has promised and everything, it gives you like a motivation, you know, it gives you encouragement that there is hope, there is purpose, there is something you have to fulfill, there, it's not just, you know, living and dying and everything, that there's still, you know, God has so much for your life, God's a big God, and you know, we, I think God has big plans and big purpose for our lives, and you know, we have to look at it like the best is yet to come. You know, God's still got incredible things he's doing in our lives and everything. It makes me think about Peter in the Bible. You know, uh, Peter loved Jesus, but uh, Peter was a, kind of a rough and tumble guy. He, um, you know, I love his his depiction in the, in the show The Chosen. It's very different than, I guess, what I thought Peter would be. But Peter was kind of this roughhouser, this gambler, this, this wild kind of guy, you know, ready to ready to jump in the action, ready to fight, you know, at the drop of a hat. And um, and I think about him in his life, you know, uh, Peter was, I mean, you know, Jesus loved Peter, and, and Peter did great things, but, I mean, Jesus had to rebuke Satan, you know, and he had to rebuke Peter several times, you know, get behind me, Satan, because of things that Peter said that were out of order or things that Peter didn't understand. And, um, and I, you know, one of my favorite passages of the Bible, and I know I've talked about this before, but it really applies today as the best is yet to come is when Peter, you know, Peter denied Christ three times. And you've got to think about this, you know, there's a part in the Bible where I think there's several different accounts of Peter's denial of Christ, but there's one account in the Bible and it's actually the one that the passion of the Christ shows. It shows that after Peter denies Christ, it says that Christ looked at him and Peter looked at Christ and imagine how Peter felt in that moment. Um, knowing that he had betrayed the man that he always said, oh, I'll follow you even unto death. Jesus, I'll follow you. And he denied him right in front of him. Um, you had to know that that all I'm saying is, is I would have a hard time forgiving myself and getting over that. I mean, if I was his disciple at that point, I would have been like, I've, I've hit rock bottom. I've failed. Um, you know, here's this man that I've spent, uh, that I left to follow and, and swore that I would I would, you know, always be there for him and always believe in him. And then here's this huge moment of failure where I completely denied I was even associated with him. And so you think about that, the weight that Peter carries there. And then I, I, I believe I said this in another podcast, but I'll, I'll say it again. Um, the best is yet to come with Peter. So after Jesus resurrected from the dead, you know, was, Peter was fishing on a boat with, um, with another disciple and, um, 
he looked on the shore and Jesus was on the shore and, and was cooking, had a fire built, was cooking fish for them. And it says that Peter dove off of the ship. And uh, he put his, his garments on, he dove off of the ship, he swam to the shore. He was so excited to see Jesus. And that was when Jesus had that intimate encounter with Peter and, and the other disciples sitting around the fire. And that's when Jesus looked at Peter and says, Peter, do you love me? You know, and, and Peter says, you know I love you. Well, feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Jesus, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? And, and, and Peter was distraught because God had asked him a third time. And he's like, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus is like, you know, feed my sheep, you know. And in that moment, we see that Jesus repaired, okay? He, he healed him. He repaired. He replaced the memory of him, his denial of him, with now, do you love me, Peter? You know, um, it was such a great thing, like, exchange that happened there. But Jesus was saying, he told Peter, he said, Peter, you know, your name's no longer going to be Simon. Because Simon, I believe, it, it meant something like, um, uh uh, it wasn't stable. It was like a shifty kind of back and forth. Um, but God says your name's going to be Peter because on this on on this rock, Peter means rock. You know, on this the rock I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You know, that's a great example of God commissioning Peter and saying, Peter, you know, this is who you are now. This is who you used to be. This is who you are. I'm declaring it. And then Peter goes on. And is is a Mac Daddy, you know. <laughs> I know that's not a great word to say, but he's just—he was great, you know. He did so many great things for the Lord. It was just such a powerful character. But if Peter had stayed in that place of denial, of denying Christ, and said, "There's nothing left for me. I've hit rock bottom. I'm done." If he had stayed in that place, he never would have gone forward and been the rock that God called him to be. He never would have gone forward and been the disciple that that um, that God empowered, and that and that God just used mightily and I think that's one thing that I love about about Christ in the Bible is when you look at the leaders that God used God didn't you know the world is so is so different um, because the world is like you know we, we love people that have money and fame and status and, and Jesus found the people that everyone overlooked and he said you're going to do something great and he even found people you know that um, and, and everybody had problems there's there was never a leader in the Bible that he chose that was perfect Every leader that he chose had flaws, and you can find them in every single leader, you know, whether it's arrogance, whether it's, um, you know, arrogance, pride, rebellion, um, you know, uh, Moses had an anger problem, you know. Um, you know, you see these leaders have problems, but yet God shows that, you know, he still uses them. You know, even, and we talked about this on several different podcasts, even after David fell with Bathsheba, God said God still used him. You know, he still used him. Um, and, 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 and Solomon was born after that. You know, after, after one of the greatest uh, uh, cover-ups, you know, from, from a, a man of God where he murdered, he, he had an affair with Bathsheba, murdered her husband, you know, lost a child as a consequence of his rebellion against God and, and, and everything. Then what came later was Solomon. And Solomon was the wisest king in the Bible. And, and there was so much greatness that came with Solomon. And that was after David's biggest mistake. So to say the best is yet to come is, is seen throughout the Bible. Let's look at it this way. Let's start with Adam and Eve, all right? Adam and Eve were, were created perfect. They were in a garden that was perfect. Everything was perfect. And they chose, they made the decision to sin against God. And anyone in their right mind could look at that situation and say that 
it's it's done for. It's done. There's just nothing. Um, but the best was yet to come because God didn't end things there. He didn't say, I'm done with man. I'm done with the world. I'm done with things right now. He said, no, I'm going to send a redeemer that's going to breathe the life of the spirit back into them. And they're going to, and, and they're going to reclaim their kingship and their dominion on the earth. And the best is yet to come, you know. While the enemy may think he's won, just wait till Jesus comes and gets here. Just wait till the Holy Spirit is breathed back into the earth. And I think that that's a great thing about God is God, you know, just when you think that things are done um, and that they, that it's the, end, it's the end and it's over, here comes God saying, the best is yet to come and I think God can do that because of who he is God never runs out of blessing he never runs out of favor he never runs out of goodness or love you know um, he never runs out of forgiveness um, you know and 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 uh, again not to be abused because there is a point of time in the Bible when God says he lifts his hand off of people and just lets them go if they continuously grieve the spirit and but um, but it's just it you know, I think God loves to give new beginnings. You know, think about the birth of a child. This is really cool. God just brought this to my mind. Every time a child is born, it's a new beginning. It's a new life brought onto the earth. And I think that God takes joy in, in, in birthing and in life and in new beginnings that happen. You know, that's why it's such a joyous moment when a baby's born. That's why it's such an emotional moment, you know, because you get to witness uh, something new coming into the into the world for the first time you get to experience new life coming into the world for the first time um, and and you get to experience everything the joy of that along with the the burden and the responsibility and and, and things so um, God you know I want to tell somebody somebody out there needs to hear this I know they do somebody out there needs to hear this because you're at a point in your life where you just don't think you, you think you're done. You're just like, how in the world could God have better for me right now? How in the world, you know, you've either just made a huge mistake and you don't know how in the world you're going to come back from that or you're just in a place in your life where you feel stuck. You feel like you're in a pit, you know? I feel like I reference this Bible character in every podcast. <laughs> Please forgive me, but it really is my favorite, one of my favorite Bible characters. But you think about Joseph, okay? Um, Joseph uh, was in a pit for a season, he was in a pit, you know, and, and he was in a pit, and he was in chains, and he was in a prison, but it didn't last forever. He wasn't there forever, you know. He was elevated to kingship um, even after those things. I mean, he's a perfect example of the best is yet to come. Perfect example. I mean, that's stamped on his life, and that's something that he could pass on to other people is he could say, you know, are you in a pit? So was I. You know, are you, do you feel like you're a prisoner in chains? I was there. Do you feel like, um, you know, do you feel like that you have been in, in a place where you're just wrongly accused or, or do you, you know, do you feel like the burden of, of slavery or I was there? You know, Joseph could tell people that, you know, um, it's part of his testimony. And, uh, I mean, look at Mary. God, I just keep getting all these characters. Look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, okay? Mary was a, was a teen. She was like 13, maybe 14, when the angel came to her and said, hey, you know, she's engaged to, to Joseph, you know, planning their wedding. They're going to get married. And then all of a sudden, God drops a bombshell on her and says, hey, you're going to bear the Messiah, and you're going to bear him now, like, before you're married. And back then, the cultural, that was way against, that was frowned upon. It was looked down upon. But Mary said yes to God. She, she said yes 
um, and was able to birth the Messiah because Mary believed. She said that she believed God when he told her that, you know, that that she was going to give birth to the Messiah and, and, and everything. But she believed that the best was yet to come. I know in her mind that was that attitude because I know during that time, um, I mean, Joseph almost divorced her uh, before God or put her away quietly before God was like, look, you know, this is, this is, she's carrying the Redeemer right now, you know. Um, and I mean, I know, I mean, she, her baby, I bet she didn't plan on her baby being born in a manger, you know, being born in a cave, you know, she didn't plan on that. She didn't plan on, on having to travel so many places and, and, and leave so many places um, because uh, Herod was trying to kill Jesus. And, and so, I mean, you know, there's just a lot that she didn't plan for. But Mary had the attitude, I know, that said the best is yet to come because she not only believed God, but she did what he said. And she, I'm, I'm sure she got to see some amazing things being the mother of the Redeemer, being the mother of Christ. So there's so many examples in the Bible of people whose lives exemplify the best is yet to come. There's so many different examples in the Bible, and it's just really cool. I think that's one thing I love about the Bible is there's so many, there's so many um, examples of, of of circumstances that you can relate to. For so long, we've put leaders, Bible characters, and leaders up on pedestals, like they're these perfect people. But when you look at their stories and their lives, they went through stuff. They went through stuff. They went, they, they went through family problems. They went through emotional problems. I mean, you look at Paul. Paul used to murder and torture Christians and enjoy it, and uh, and 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 he had to live with that for the rest of his life, you know, as he as he was converted and and chose to follow Christ, you know, I mean, he had to live with that and live with the fact that every time people saw him coming, they didn't in the back of their mind question, you know, I know who he used to be. So I mean, Paul believed the best is yet to come. And uh, it, I don't know. That's somebody needs to hear that. The best is yet to come. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't. I don't care how dark things look right now. It's it's gonna get better. I've, there have been times in my life where I have been in a place, a dark place, and I've literally said, I just don't. I don't. It's not gonna get. I don't think it's gonna get any better. And the Lord has told me to trust Him. And I've trusted Him in some very dark places in my life. And God has has come through every time with. You know, whether it's teaching me through that, growing me through that, whether it's opening doors of, of um, letting me out of that spot, or even God leading me in that spot and teaching me to trust Him during that time and teaching me to rely on Him and teaching me that in even in the valleys and dark places, the intimacy with God can be out of this world. And, and you can develop a close relationship with Him that will pales in comparison to anything else. Or that everything else pales in comparison to him. Did I say that wrong? Did I say that right? I think I think so. You fixed it. I, think I fixed you're it. Good. Sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, you got anything to add, Jackson? Um, I would just you know in, encourage you if you're in one if you're in a situation where you might not know what's what's next or anything you know that uh, you know it's when your faith's in Him, your strength comes from Him and. You know, your peace comes from him and everything. And I would say if there's things you're worried about, remember what it says in Matthew 6. It says, do not worry. You know, it says don't, the birds don't worry about where they'll eat or what the, where they'll stay. You know, and then, you know, I would say, just if you're, and then it asks in there, or it says, oh, you of little faith. You know, if 
if it says that, it, it means it. It's like, don't worry, you know, have your, with your faith and trust is in God, you know, you'll get, you'll get through it because God, you got a purpose and you have, um, a meaning to life and what God's put you here for. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this podcast. Um, I hope you guys have an awesome day today and I hope that, um, you guys have an awesome rest of the week and we will see you soon with another podcast. See you guys. Bye.